Hello, you're listening to Wine Blast, and this is the first of our special edition Wine Survival Guides. Now, these are small doses of antidote to the current coronavirus chaos, where wine people tell us about the challenges they are facing, but also what they're doing to put a smile on our faces, in some cases by continuing to deliver wines to our doors, in others by sounding notes of positivity and joy, which is what wine is all about. I'm Susie Barry and I'm joined by my husband and fellow master of wine, Peter Richards. You know, I think we need to explain what a master of wine is. You know, it's, it's not mm. just some sort of uh, invented title that we've sort of totally come up with. <laughs> mind, mind you, mind you, hang on. So I'm t- talking about invented titles. You know, if you were going to vote yourself a title, what would it be? Oh. Um, food and drink related. So, so something like... Food um, drink related? Emperor of Pizza. I am Peter, Emperor of Pizza. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. It's um, good, it's good. What, oh, what about Chicken Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> nice! Yeah, but yeah, no, nice. no, I agree, I agree. It's probably <laughs> worth explaining more seriously that a Master of Wine is a bona fide qualification. Um, along with Master Sommelier, this Master Sommelier title, it perhaps represents the pinnacle of wine expertise. Sounds um, grand. I know, I know. But it's basically, I mean, it's basically a series of exams with a brutally low pass rate Mm. involving tasting wines blind, saying what they are, where they come from, what vintage they're from, all that kind of thing. It's a minimum of three years. You learn loads. You meet amazing people. It is an incredible experience, but it is hard. Oh, my goodness. We know it's hard. And it's challenging. You definitely, well, I would say you definitely come away a different person. Mm. Mm. I do wonder, though, if some people just, are just convinced that when you say master of wine, you know, that, that, that we're some sort of people who, who just, we're just total wine snobs, you know, in mm. our ivory tower, sipping Dom Perignon, saying sort of, you know, <laughs> let, let, let them eat cake or, you know, let them drink Rioja or whatever well, it is. Maybe, maybe. But, but one thing, doing the MW teaches you, and we know this, it really teaches you to be humble about what you do and don't know. Plus, and I think this this is important, it's important to us, mm. whether we're masters of wine or not, our job, when you boil it down, is really all about helping people enjoy nice wine. So we just try to be mm. helpful, mm. I hope. We talk a language hopefully most people understand. I mean, that's what we did for 12 years on Saturday Kitchen. It's what we do with our Wine Festival Winchester mm, mm, mm. and all the stuff that we write and, and broadcast. And and frankly, it's what we try to do on this podcast too. Mm, mm. Talking of which, <laughs> we, should, we should get on with the show. We really, should, we should one. indeed. Okay, so, so, so this is our first Wine Survival Guide, special edition. Um, and in this show, we're talking to Justin Howard Sneed, who's um, a fellow master of wine. Yeah. A former Indeed. supermarket wine buyer of many years. Mm. Um, he's a very highly regarded consultant these days, isn't he? Um, indeed. I mean, I think, to be honest, he's just a very important person. He's a big man on campus and wine, isn't he? Really? He is. And one of the main reasons that we're, we're talking to Justin is that he makes wine in the south of France mm. with his wife, Amanda. Uh, the property is called Domain of the Bee. We love that name. And it's based in the beautiful countryside of Roussillon. Uh, Justin and Amanda sell their wine partly through a wine club. And we recently received a wine club newsletter saying... Let's not beat around the bush. We need your help. Mm. Yeah, the lockdown in France has meant that Justin and Amanda are struggling to bottle and ship their wine, which they desperately need for cash flow. So they've asked people to help them out. And and the rest is a really rather heartwarming story, I think, that, that oh, involves 
weird things like, <laughs> like Magnum Jenga, <laughs> uh, glitchy online tastings, wine goggle box, there's a thought, um, and mm. a slightly terrifying version of a Brian Adams classic. So my name is Justin Howard Sneed. Um, I am, I do lots of different things actually. Um, you do, don't you? My word. I confuse myself sometimes. Um, I guess right now the main thing I've focused on is the wine that we make in the south of France. So, uh, what, 12 years ago, Amanda and I bought four hectares of vines in the south of France um, with a view to making a wine. Um, we didn't really have a plan at the beginning, but it's kind of a, almost a hobby to start with and it's turned into a bit more of a business. Um, so that's called Domain of the Bee. Um, and that uh, now has 300 wine club members and we're right in the middle of planning how to bottle and ship our next vintage in the middle of this uh, slightly difficult situation we find ourselves in. So you, you sent an email around recently and, and we're, Susie and I are members of your wine club and we buy your wines. Um, but you sent an email around recently saying, let's not beat about the bush, we need your help. So could you just explain what you meant by that? Yes, well, um, clearly in this situation, there's uh, a huge problem with the on-trade. Uh, a huge problem with anyone who's on trade by which you mean restaurants and, and, and restaurants bars. exactly people, yeah people who drink on premise because that's all closed completely um, and that whole section of the business has uh, has fallen to uh, to zero um, and also some of the people who who have taken wine from us are having trouble paying us so that quite understandably at a time of year when we're right in the middle of paying the bills for our bottling and labeling and um, printing of labels and dry goods uh, and getting the wine shipped over here um, presents us with a bit of a cash flow problem. So I looked forward and thought, well, you know, we're going to need a little bit of help here. So I sent out an email. We had an extraordinary response. I, I was totally overwhelmed by how many people have, uh, have ordered wine. and Partly, they need wine. So it's a good time to, to, to say to people, you know, we, we, if you want to buy some wine, please can you buy it from us? But also people who just generously bought ahead, bought wine ahead of their needs so to provide us with some cash flow. Um, and that's been extraordinarily uh, humbling, actually. Over the weekend, orders kept on streaming in, and we've had probably nearly three months' worth of orders in, in three days, which is... Fantastic. Is that unprecedented? Is that, is that you wouldn't normally have that kind of uh, activity? Except during our annual wine club shipment, when we do about a third of our business in, in, in um, two or three weeks. Um, yes, totally unprecedented. Bigger than, way bigger than Christmas. How important is it for people to, to shop uh, local, to, to support smaller players, smaller operators uh, at this time? Well, I think that the sympathies of a lot of people who are sitting at home bored and worried about their own jobs and their own livelihoods is to try and help people who are in a similar situation. And a lot of small businesses are perhaps less uh, easily funded, less easily in a position to, to cope with the situation than, than bigger companies. And, you know, it's a lot of the small shops are the ones that have had to shut and um, supermarkets obviously are, are remaining open. And they're doing their best to cope with uh, a huge amount of demand. But there's a lot of other people out there who can also help supply that demand. And we've had an extraordinary um, resurgence here of neighbours sharing the details of veg box companies and of uh, food uh, delivery companies. And, and shops that normally sell food have been turning themselves into delivery companies. And there's been a, an enormous amount of sharing of, uh, you know, you must try these guys, they break amazing bread. Um, and it's it's been rather lovely, actually. Um, it's a very big positive to come out of this has been the amount of sort of contact between neighbours and sharing of uh, small businesses and people reaching out to us saying, can we help? So I, I've been really delighted to, to see that. And it's been very heartwarming. 
the, the prime minister has said there is such a thing as society, hasn't he? And just going back to what you said, you would normally be getting your wines shipped right to, right now or, or around this time. But you said that France is in, you make your wine in France, in a beautiful part of France, Roussillon, uh, which ordinarily is, is absolutely wonderful and hugely enviable. You said that France is in lockdown at the moment. So are you going to struggle to get the wines from France to the UK? Well, Pete, that's a very good question. And right now, I don't have the complete answer to how we're going to solve this problem. But I do know we've got a couple of problems. Um, one of which is we had ordered almost all of our dry goods. That's the materials you require to bottle a wine, so the corks, the capsules, the labels, the, the cartons in which you put them. Um, we've had uh, all of those delivered except one set, which is the cartons, which were unfortunately not produced before the company that made them went into lockdown. And they're not deemed essential enough to print our cartons for us. So we've got a problem solving that. The other thing I can tell you, which uh, unfortunately is really sort of causing us enormous amounts of issues, is the bottling has been cancelled. So the bottling truck that would normally come and do the bottling, mm. we can't get the bottling truck to uh, visit. And we don't know when that's going to be. Now, we have quite an innovative solution to getting our white and our pink wine over here bottled and ready to sell. And we're working on that at the moment. I don't want to tell you too much about that, but it, yeah. it it's hopefully will mean that we will have our... The wine that people are begging for right now as the sun comes out, um, mm. something to drink over the summer, our delicious bee pink and our field of the bee white, um, are in high demand. And I'd like to be able to say to people, you can buy that because it's coming soon. But I can't say that until I'm pretty confident that we've got it underway. And uh, so fingers crossed that's all going to happen in a few days' time. I'll be able to tell you how we did it. And <laughs> well, uh, the wine will be ready to sell in, in five or six weeks' time. I'm sure you're good. You, you are, if, if anyone can do innovative solutions, Justin, you can. Um, and yes, we have a personal invested interest in that because we are massive fans of your, particularly of the rosé, as you know, but the white too. So I hope that all works out. But in the meantime, can you, can you just keep the wine? Can you store the wine until bottling gets back up and running? Well, for the reds, um, yes, we're not too worried about the reds because they're, um, they're all barrel aged and they're all sitting in barrel at the moment. Um, we would normally have them blended and ready to bottle but we don't tend to do that till just before the bottling. So they're not yet blended. They're sitting in their individual barrels. Now, one or two of the wines we'd ideally be taking out of barrel about now, but they've been in barrel for 15 months already. So another month or two is definitely not going to do any harm. Um, the question really is when can we bottle them? And that is something we're working on. And I think slightly out of our hands. Uh, it surprises me though that the France, sorry to interrupt, the France hasn't deemed these sort of businesses uh, essential. I know that in New Zealand, they've had um, a lot of worries recently and then the wine businesses were, de were deemed to be essential businesses. Is, that, is it the wine businesses, that are, the wineries that aren't deemed to be essential in France or the, the suppliers to the wine industries? Well, all I know is that the bottling company we had booked uh, mm. immediately announced they were shutting down for 30 days. Now, that was their decision. I don't know if it was mandated by, um, by the French government. But what I do know is that whenever they're back online, and hopefully they re will realise that they are needed and the French government will let them work and their workers will be willing to come to work, um, there'll be a big backlog of other people who need their wine bottling and we won't be at the front of the queue. And also we're just not in control of that. So that's the, that's the reason I've moved the white and the pink bottling, which we desperately need uh, and have a, a plan for how to solve that. The reds, we think we can wait and hopefully the bottling company will reschedule us sometime in May, let's say, and bottling the wine then will be not a problem at all. Um, fortunately, we do have enough red from uh, 16 vintage um, and a bit of 17 vintage 
so that we can supply the immediate needs for our drinkers right now. So we're not too worried about the reds, but we're really mostly worried about the white and the pink. So moving on to more positive uh, notes, you've been quite in, uh, active and innovative in trying to do different things uh, in the meantime, haven't you, while all this, uh, you're facing all these challenges. One, one of them you've been doing is online tastings. We did, well, on, on the Monday of last week, I was on a call um, with Robert Joseph and a bunch of people in the wine industry going, well, what can we do? This is so very early on in the, in the, the lockdown, it was actually really to take advantage of um, a couple of people from other countries who've been locked down for a while to tell people in the UK that what it was going to be like and um, it sort of was floated as an idea that well if we can't actually uh, physically get, come to tastings or, or get together in groups why don't we try and do something virtually and we realised we didn't really have time to get a bottle of wine out to everybody to do a kind of formal tasting but we thought well why the hell not let's just uh, use Zoom which I'm reasonably familiar with uh, send out an invitation to our wine club members who number 300 um, and see how many of them we could we could muster on a on a Friday night to join us for a drink. Um, and as it happened, we had I think it turned out to be a very good number. We probably had thirty five people at the peak, so maybe forty forty five people in total during the hour that we were chatting joined us for a glass. Um, lots of people from different countries. We had people from uh, Seattle, my sister from Tanzania. We had uh, a guy from uh, Mallorca, uh, northern Spain. It was really fun to have all these people all over the world. Let's be honest, it wasn't the most well-organized uh, tasting um, and the, the technology was a little bit patchy. Uh, about 10 I think minutes the government, in, it sounds lo- like the cabinet has been having the same experience and politicians the world over, Justin, so you're not alone. No, indeed. Well, it so happened that about 10 minutes in, our internet connection completely failed and we dropped out and we were sort of texting a couple of people going, can you still hear us? And they're going, no, you've disappeared, but we're all still chatting anyway. And uh, by the time we joined back in, it was like joining a drinks party as the host, having been out to sort of get some more ice, coming back in and going, um, okay, guys, we're back. <laughs> Took a while for the hubbub to subside. and um, uh, But it was fun. You know, it was very hard to know whether we were trying to broadcast as a one-to-many broadcast or, or just chatting to people. We tried to control it so there wasn't too much uh, random conversations going on. And so it was only sort of one conversation. So we tried to direct a few questions and then we got the questions coming through on the um, on the text feed so um that's how we worked it and uh, i think a lot of people had a lot of fun a few people did learn they didn't know how to mi- mute their microphones so a lot of people said it was a bit like listening to Gogglebox. you could see <laughs> these people sitting on their sofa having a glass of wine occasionally chipping in a comment <laughs> because every time they said something it was them that appeared on the video screen and their comment that you heard um, wine, you know, wine goggle box. It's a, it's, wine a, it's, a, it's, it's a thought, isn't it? Crikey! We're doing one on um, this coming Friday, Peter, which I think you might be interested in because it's English sparkling wine. And knowing oh, how much fantastic. you enjoy a, dro- a drop or two of that, um, I will be there. I will be there with your heart of gold. Is that right? Well, yes. The idea is that uh, anyone can bring any wine that they happen to be drinking, and, and mm. ideally make it an English fizz. Um, we obviously have our own heart of gold, so. If, Quite a few of our wine club members will choose to open a bottle of that, but uh, we may have a couple of people from other wineries joining us for the call as well. So, I, if I if I can feel that we do, I'll be fielding a couple of questions out to some other people uh, to sort of see how the English industry is feeling at the moment. Oh, well, I'll, I'll see you virtually there. Um, and one other thing on your newsletter you sent out was it was Magnum Jenga. Now, can you just talk us through that, please? Well, Peter, um, some time ago we decided to bottle the magnums of our 2017 so we only do magnums on vintages which are uh, really propitious so we did last year in 2012 and 2017 was a vintage that was so good we had to bottle them in magnums we 
put them in very, very lovely wooden boxes. And when they arrived, I just thought, this is crying out for Jenga. They're just the perfect size and shape. Um, so we built ourselves a Jenga tower and then started trying to remove boxes to see if we could do so without it all falling over. And I have to say, Peter, we chickened out. We oh, didn't no. go to the point no, where... No, no, I wanted this story to end in a massive crash. Hang on. The, the magnum, the wooden magnum boxes that you were using for the Jenga tower, yeah. they weren't, the, the bottles weren't inside, were they? Oh, yes, they were. They absolutely contained. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so that's real jeopardy. Right. Real I can jeopardy. understand why, you, why you're chickened out now. Maybe you could do it without the bottles of wine inside. Or maybe you have it random. You just, some of them have the bottles of wine inside. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving where this is going. And then finally, one, one other thing I just wanted to, 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 to pick you up on, um, which you included in your, in your newsletter, which I thought was inspired, was repurposing Brian Adams' Summer of 69 song with the lyrics uh, to the Summer of COVID-19. Do you, do you want to recite these? No. <laughs> I have, right, I well, I'll, do, I'll do it for you, which is what you okay. wrote. Uh, so you wrote uh, the, the first lyric. I got my first real virus, caught it at the five and dime, coughed till my sinuses bled, was the summer of COVID-19. Uh, me and some guys from school had a start-up and the cash got hard. Jimmy quit, Jody got furloughed. I should have known we'd never get far. So as you notice, I haven't, I haven't sung that. I think maybe you, know, you could sing that online. I think there's maybe in the next Zoom meeting we should have you with a sort of Brian Adams hairstyle and a guitar and just, just singing that. Could, could, we, could we sort that out, maybe? Well, Peter, it has been a notable feature of our current lockdown status that there have been people playing music together online. So potentially we could introduce the two together and have wine tasting with music. It's a date. It's a date. I'm just thinking there are actually plenty of wine people who are much better qualified than we are on the guitar and uh, singing front. We, we can make this happen, can't we? I think that Alex Hunt and Richie Hemming, who's now in Singapore, but uh, they had, um, I forget what the name of the uh, wine trade rock band was. Uh, but, skin um, Contact, wasn't it? Skin Contact. There you go. Skin no contact. <laughs> <laughs> Skin, and I think so. So if we get them, um, we need to work some wine uh, references into the lyrics. Though I think that would be the only thing we need to do. Okay. Well, Peter, do send me a draft, and I will incorporate it into a uh, a, a multi-sourced, uh, crowd-sourced lyric slam. I think that's. It sounds. It sounds uh, slightly fun and truly terrifying, Justin. Thank you so much for uh, talking to us. That's been a pleasure. Thank you. So for those listening to this before Friday the 3rd of April 2020 who think this crowdsourced wine lyric slam, I think that's what Justin said, uh, if that sounds like fun, then, then do join in. Um, check out Domain of the Bees social channels. Get your ear defenders on and a glass of wine in your hand. And of course, if you're listening after this date, you may well have escaped a fate worse than death. So consider yourselves lucky. <laughs> but do feel free, of course, to get stuck into Magnum Jenga at any time. Mm, love the sound of that. Now, uh, it's definitely time for a drink, isn't it? I think it might be. Yeah. And we've got a delicious recipe with a difference. Um, and a couple of wines from smaller producers lined up to see which and who comes up trumps. And as ever, sorry for the uh, the general mealtime noises or if this gives you the munchies. So this looks a little bit different. Um, to be honest, I'm slightly worried. What, what are we eating here? <laughs> We've got here. Oh, it's just lovely. I can, the smell is amazing. Mm. It's it's a cauliflower and lentil dal. It's a, it's a Thomasina Myers recipe. It's got some lovely warming spicy aromatics. But what's great about it is it's quite versatile. So you you make you could make this recipe as it is. We're going to put it on the website. We've got it on our website now. Um, but equally, you could put some salmon with it you could put some lamb with it if you wanted to it's essentially a, a vegetable
vegetable dish, coconut, uh, spices, bit of coriander, bit of chilli. But, you know, you put with it what you want or, or a whole load of other vegetable dishes. Have we mentioned cauliflower? There is cauliflower and turmeric. And there's just loads of lovely warming spices. So we're having it served as, as the vegan option almost, isn't it? Yeah, this is because I've put some coconut um, milk rather than cream. But you can use, you know, it's brilliant for adapting. So you can serve it anyway as a side dish, whatever. And mm. is it is it fair to say it's re- you could you could do it using relatively store cupboardy type ingredients? Yeah, I'm just eating it now. It's just so lovely. <laughs> I've just had a mouthful. Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, you need some cauliflower. It's nice with some fresh chili and coriander. Mm. But other than that, you know, these are kind of lentils, and you know, yeah, you know, it's a dal, sort of st- staple dal, mm. Indian dal. Yeah, but it's yeah, really yeah. flavoursome, isn't it? It's and very, quite very heartwarming good. and yeah, quite a little spicy. So we're looking for wines that will go with this spice, earthy, spicy. Okay, yeah. so um, now. Obviously, we're having a focus after discussing with Justin. We're talking about smaller people, independent sort of smaller producers and, and merchants. Yeah. So we've got two wines with that very much in mind. I have gone for my choice uh, is something again a little bit left field. This is Fleury Domaine de Far. This is actually the 2015 vintage. We bought it from Yap, Yap uh, here. It's just over 20, 20 quid. It's about twenty two quid. Beaujolais is having a bit of a moment, isn't it? It's having a real renaissance. And I it thought is. with the earthiness here, but you want some sort of something to give it a bit of meatiness, almost a bit of... It's oh, definitely a meaty mm. style of wine because it's quite, it's quite funky. It's a bit kind of natural in style. Uh, it's funnily enough made, um, or the, the domain is owned by the Grio people who make um, wine mm. in, in, Hermit, in Crow's Hermitage. Mm. And I love one of my favourite producers. Mm. Uh, and there's just a real funkiness about it, isn't it? It's not a classic fleury. Fleury, so do you think of as mm. kind of a floral Beaujolais? It's not. It's, it's not much light more meaty, leathery, isn't it? Nice and balletic. This, this is yeah. quite meaty. Quite. How are we thinking it goes with the spice? It goes really quite well. It's quite you made a good choice? I always make a good choice. Don't of course I? you do, darling. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, many of my judgments are highly questionable. But I, th- I think what it does is it, it, it adds, it's not a classic match, but it adds something else into the mix. It's almost yeah. as if you're having it with some meat or some really mm. meaty mushrooms. And if you were going to put lamb with this dish, yeah. then absolutely some slow cooked lamb with that. Mm. That would be fantastic. Brilliant. I like your choice. I, I wholeheartedly agree with it. It's delicious. You're not sounding excited. However, I have there got, go. I I have got something really exciting because mm. I suddenly remembered we've got Justin's rosé in our cellar because I loved it when I tasted it in the summer and insisted that we bought some. So we have got Justin's B pink, so domain of the B, B double E, B pink, and it's the 2018 vintage. I wish you could, I wish everybody could see the mm. bottle here because it's just beautiful. We're going to put a picture on our website because the packaging is gorgeous, and of course that's everything to me. No, only mm-hmm. joking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the wine is beautiful. It's a salmon, pale salmon pink, beautiful rosé made from Syrah and some Grenache. Mm. It's from the Côte de Roussillon, so it, it, they say it's Provence inspired. It's sort of Provence style, but with a bit more guts. And I just, it's dry, but it's fruity and I absolutely love it. And I think with a dish like this, and frankly, with the weather that we had last week, mm. this is the perfect wine. Justin was saying, you know, people are crying out for rosé. But I think I think we also, irrespective of the weather, we need to slightly get away from the whole weather um, mm. relationship with rosé because we should drink rosé the entire time. We should drink rosé in the depths of winter. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's, if it's, if it's... 
you know, sleeting and snowing outside, rosé brings a ray of sunshine into your life. What better time to have rosé than when, than when it's winter? Exactly. So let's, let's I, crush I that I totally myth. agree. I um, totally, totally you know, agree. And, and so what, what, what we're really saying is, you know, at a time like this, we need to support our local merchants. They tend to offer really interesting wines. They have to because, you know, the supermarkets do a great job. So they've got to compete with that. We've got here something, a funky flurry that is really a bit unusual. We've got a lovely rosé from Justin. And of course, you can join his wine club, Mm. which again is great fun. They're, They're just, oh, these, I love our independents because they're so innovative and they're so interesting. Mm. So Yes, shop from the supermarkets. Absolutely no reason not to. But absolutely at this moment in time, support our locals. And when we're tasting like this, both, we should say, both of these wines actually they do. taste so, have great. A, we, need a, we need a judgment. We, we need, need a, a verdict. Oh. Who's the winner? I do like the rosé. If I had a bit of lamb with this, I'd I'd be going for the red. But I think on its own, dal, cauliflower, spice, coriander, chilli, I'm with the rosé. You know, really, really annoyingly, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, I agree. If And equally, if you can have this with salmon, then I think the rosé would, would yeah. pick up on that yeah, beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we have to say we're going for the rosé, or I'm certainly going for the rosé, but almost for a principle here. It goes really well with this dish, but we all need a You're ray a very of, principled we man. We need a ray, really. Uh, we need a ray of sunshine in our lives. And rosé right now can bring us that sense of joy and also... We want to drink it out of loyalty to Justin so that he can uh, hopefully sort his issues out with I'm France. interested to see what happens with his bottling. I know. Uh, what but, what know, is this innovative, innovative, innovative solution? solution? Maybe he's going to put it into, I don't know, what else could he put it into? Well, he could sh- he put it in a big container and ship big it over t- and bottle here. I, I bottle don't, here, yeah, we maybe. Can't, you know, he or might just rip off his shirt and reveal a Superman <laughs> outfit underneath, which frankly would not surprise me with Justin, with Justin. and just oh. fly over and bring it back on his back and yeah. distribute yeah. it liberally. He's, he's, he's a Superman, isn't with, he? With a Twinkle in his eye. There we go. So uh, we are going to go for the rosé, the domain of the BB pink rosé uh, with this particular dish. That is the winner. But the domain de Fafleury is is equally awesome. Stonking. Let's all buy some wine, support smaller guys and bring some ben. joy into our lives. Oh, now there's a rule we should all follow. Rosé is for life, not just for summer. Mm. I mean, it's just such a great way to bring sunshine into any day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a lovely way to see it. And uh, also, as we said uh, in that, uh, we need to support smaller producers and wine merchants by shopping local. Um, many of them really need and appreciate the help, especially now. So that's all for this special edition Wine Blast Wine Survival Guide. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please do take a few minutes to leave a rating and review on your listening platform of choice. We'd really appreciate it. And of course, please do also subscribe as we'll be hearing more intriguing stories and messages of positivity from the likes of Chile, Italy, China and beyond in our next few editions. Show notes, uh, including recipe and wine details, are on our website, susieandpeter.com. You can also join in the fun on Instagram, susieandpeter, or on Twitter, where I'm wine schools and she's Susie Barry. Uh, Remember to use the hashtag wineblast. But for now, it's goodbye and cheers.